0: Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network, and now on to the talking news. Which employees earn the most money? By Joanna K. Zavalis, in fiscal year 2017, Belmont had a total of 1,532 employees on its payroll for the school, light, and all of the town departments, totaling around 62 and a half million. 77 school employees, 45 Belmont Light employees, and 27 town employees broke the $100,000 mark for her annual salaries. According to Belmont's Human Resources Director, Jessica Porter, Belmont's town salaries are comparable to 15 other municipalities, including Andover, Arlington, Bedford, Burlington, Concord, Lexington, Needham. Reading, Salisbury, Watertown, Wayland, Weston, Wellesley, Westwood, and Winchester. She said Belmont does not rank among the highest paid or lowest paid. One of Porter's major responsibilities in her role is negotiating contracts with the eight different town employee unions. Porter is not responsible for the school employees or their contracts which are overseen by Belmont Public Schools Director of Human Resources, Mary Peterson. Peterson could not be reached for comment. Belmont Police Lieutenant, Chris Donahue, is the top town earner at about $212,000, pretty close to Belmont Public School Superintendent's annual, lease, annual salary of $211,000. Donahue's salary includes detail hours Worked on his days off. According to Assistant Police Chief James McIsaac, Donahue works the night shift on a four on, two off schedule. Department rules prohibit employees from working more than 16 hours in a 24 hour period, unless in the event of an emergency, he said. Details are paid by outside contractors and businesses, not Belmont property taxpayers, according to town treasurer Floyd Common. Chief, uh, Chief Richard McLaughlin, Lieutenant Darren McGantris, Sergeant David Sullivan, and Captain John Hoare are the other four police officers making the list of the top ten highest paid town employees. Teachers are a valued asset to our schools and our community, Their pay is comparable to our surrounding communities, said Phelan. Contracts were recently ratified retroactive to September 2017 for the bargaining units A, B, C, and D. John Sullivan, president of the Belmont Education Association Union, said this is the first time in 24 years teachers return to school without a contract. Phelan said additional time is needed for both parties to come to an agreement. Phelan said cost of living increases are collectively bargained every three years through the contract negotiations process between the BEA and the school committee. The contract agreed uh, to give teachers who aren't maxed out a 5% raise increase every year. The average salary per employee for the schools is increasing faster than average salary per employee on the town side, said warrant, uh, said warrant Committee Chairman Roy Epstein. The salary increases are one of the reasons the budget for Belmont schools for the fiscal year 2019 is increasing by about $4 million, in addition to increasing enrollment and special education expenses. The new contract has not done anything to moderate teacher salary increases, said Epstein. Belmont's new town administrator, Patrice Garvin, said that one of her goals is to look at each department except the schools to see if there are ways to make them more efficient and when a staff member leaves or retires, determine if the position needs to be filled or if staff responsibilities could change. And now over to Claire.
1: Thank you, Bob. The Town Meeting Has Lots of Numbers to Crunch by Joanna K. Zavellis. Belmont Town Meeting members have a lot of dollar signs to study and vote on as Segment B of the Annual Town Meeting continues May 30th with all the financial articles for fiscal year 2019 on the docket including discretionary capital expenditures totaling around $2 million and the $110 million town budget. Fire station repairs. A big chunk of the capital expenditures for fiscal 2019 is $1.2 million for repairs to the two fire stations. The headquarters at 299. dollars Trapella Road and the station at 99 Leonard Street. One may wonder, why would two fire stations built in 2006 for $10.5 million need repairs? According to Fire Chief David Frizzell, each of the buildings have had leaks since the department began occupying them in 2006. He said the contractor, CTA Construction of Waltham, was notified and were responsive. After fixing some leaks, other leaks would appear. After a few years, the town hired a forensic engineering firm to explore the causes of the leaks. Once they issued their report, the town filed litigation, but that was after six years of dealing with the issues, wrote Frizzell in an email to Citizen Herald. According to the town administrator, Patrice Garvin, the leaks are due to water infiltration issues in the roof and some of the window systems. Some were related to installation issues, and others were failures of the installed systems. The town filed a suit against CTA construction in 2014, went to mediation, and received a settlement of $985,000. Bob McLaughlin, who was the chairman of the building committee for both stations, said at the time there were no project managers or construction managers at risk to oversee projects like these and to exercise better control over subcontractors. The forensic engineer Simpson, Gumpertz, and Hager of Watertown determined flashing was installed improperly, and instead of keeping water out, was catching water and sending it in. They estimated 1.3 million dollars would be needed to make the necessary p- repairs. CTA had their own expert who said the problems could be fixed for 400 to 500 thousand dollars, which is why the town and CTA ended up going into mediation, said McLaughlin. According to town accountant Chitra Subramanian, to date the town has spent $490,722 to repair leaks in the two fire station buildings. Town meeting is being asked to appropriate $600,000 from the capital budget and $600,000 from free cash for a total of $1.2 million to make additional necessary repairs to both stations, which are still leaking the staff has had to work around the leaks for almost 12 years. When it rains, they have to move things around, place buckets in certain locations, depending upon the storm intensity and wind direction, and mop water on the floors, wrote Furzel in an email to the Citizen Herald. In April 2004, the town passed a debt exclusion and town meeting approved appropriating 11.4 43 million dollars fund funding the design construction furnishings and equipment for the two new fire stations town budget there are nine motions town meeting members need to approve under article 19. the budget appropriation and transfer of balances to fund the fiscal 2019 budget included in these the budget is $7.9 million to pay the town's unfunded pension liability, which Epstein said is the result of town leaders kicking the can down the road for 20 years. It's time to deal with it, he said. It's a self-inflicted wound because the town didn't fund it properly 20 years ago, said Epstein. Belmont Public Schools' budget needs are increasing by nearly $5 million to $57 million for fiscal 2019. This increase of 7.6 percent, which Superintendent John Phelan says, is due to increasing enrollment, requiring the addition of nine positions, plus corresponding health insurance and additional furniture and equipment. Other cost drivers include increases in special education, tuition, transportation and contract services and an 11 percent increase in health insurance costs now over to bob
2: thank you claire plans will give new life to police dpw by joanna cervellas belmont town meeting members hold the future of the public works and police departments facilities in their hands Town meeting is slated to vote on spending $7.4 million on the two projects on May 30th. The DPW Belmont Police Department Building Committee has come up with a 10-year solution for the public works facility totaling approximately $1.2 to $1.4 million and a permanent solution for the police station totaling $6.2 to $7.5 million committee's plan will use town-issued debt to finance the projects paid off with one-time capital funds and no debt exclusion will be required. According to Anne-Marie Mahoney, chairman of the DPW Belmont Police Department Building Committee, said the funding for the two projects, which could begin immediately following town meeting if approved, would come from a $7.4 million bond, which the town would pay back annually. per year for 30 years. An additional $590,900 would come from the Kendall Fund, funds from insurance settlement after Kendall school fire. Any additional funds to pay for furnishings and equipment would come out of the capital budget. Community preservation funds will also be requested for the exterior of the police station to fund window work, a new front door, and repointing the brick. At the special town meeting last November, the major capitals projects working group represented presented a short-term solution for the police station. Their proposal would cost an estimated 2.8 million to add a locker room for female officers, at a sally port where prisoners would be brought into the station, a safe area to lock up weapons, an improved booking area additional evidence storage, an elevator, a handicapped ramp, and additional parking. However, the long-term plan was to build a brand-new police station on the DPW campus at 37C Street, which would have cost an estimated 25 to $30 million and required changing Woodland Street from a private way to a public road. Since then the DPW Belmont Police Department building committee was appointed and hired architect Ted Galante of the Galante Architecture Studio who has come up with a renovation and addition plan which keeps the building's historic facade intact and would allow the police station to remain in its current location for the foreseeable future for 6.2 to 7.4 million The plan adds 10,000 square feet to the existing building with an addition over the lower level in the back of the building, an elevator, a sallyport addition on the side of the building, a new handicap accessible entrance, new locker space for males and females, new holding cells and new booking area, a safe locking facility for weapons, an improved interview and holding room, three-bay garage parking for an additional 15 vehicles and a second staircase in the back of the building recommendation for Public Works facility on May 30th the DPW Belmont Police Department building committee will ask town meeting to approve a plan which will give the existing Public Works facility at least another 10 years of life by improving the building's ventilation and adding modular rooms on the back of the existing building for $1.2 to $1.4 million. These modulars will provide locker rooms for male and females, including showers, a laundry facility, a large multi-purpose room for training or meetings, a quiet rest space, an expanded break room with a kitchenette, administrative space with a lavatory, and a check-in area for private contractors. The long-term solution for the public works facility, which the town will have to plan for in 10 years, is to build a new facility on the existing campus at 37 C Street. A new facility is currently estimated to cost 35 million. And now to Bob.
0: Thank you. Historical Society recognizes preservation accomplishments a special to the Belmont Citizen Herald by Nelson Bolin. The Belmont Historical Society held its last meeting of the 2017-2018 season on May 16th. This was the Society's annual meeting and the first order of business of the election of officers and directors for the coming year. The new offices are Phil Hughes, president, Allison Link, vice president, Al LaPointe, treasurer, Betsy McGovern, Recording Secretary, and Alfina McGuinness, Corresponding Secretary. Once the business matters were taken care of, the focus of the evening's activity was on historical preservation in Belmont. The Society established a historic house plaque program in 2013 to offer handsome wooden plaques that can be mounted on the front of historical homes that meet particular certain criteria. The current owners of seven Belmont properties built between 1850 and 1910 received house plaques on May 16th in recognition of their efforts to preserve and maintain their historic homes. This brings to 22 the total number of historic house plaques that have been awarded since 2013 a detailed description of the historic house plaque program, an application form, a list of all the properties that have been receiving the plaques, and photographs of the houses that received the plaques this year are available on the Society's website at www.BelmontHistoricalSociety.org. In 2007, the Society established a historic preservation award to recognize and honor Belmont residents and organizations that have made significant contributions to historic preservation in Belmont. This award has subsequently been renamed the David R. Johnson Preservation Award in honor of Dave Johnson, a former Belmont resident and architect of a long time member of the society and proponent of historic preservation. On May 16th, the Society recognized five preservation efforts with this award. And now over to Claire.
1: Thank you, Bob. Architects working to develop a building exterior with Belmont tradition. The Belmont High School Building Committee met with project architects, Perkins and Will, and community members to view and discuss exterior options for the 7 to 12. School on May 16. Previous meetings have been devoted to site design and interior space, but a part of this most recent meeting was held to ensure that the community had the opportunity to weigh in on the exterior of the building, including materials, window design, and the general building facade. These new exterior design options were presented and explored at this meeting and two options titled Arcade and Environment will be fully investigated and presented again in a more detailed exterior design plan. Based on feedback from the Belmont High School Building Committee and community members in attendance at the C meeting, project architects will continue to focus on the following exterior building aspects. Classroom window placement and orientation, particularly from the perspective of the typical classroom experience. Southern elevation views towards Concord Ave., the prominence of this bar and its presence from Concord Avenue. Entry approach for both the lower and upper schools, how one recognizes the main entrances of the building upon their approach on site top-level transition of materials. The fourth floor creates a large massing, and options to reduce its perception of height will be further explored. Classroom wing facade, the potential to break up the large expanse of facade at the classroom wings. Updates on the design of the building's exterior, as well as updates on security, Zero net energy and technology will be discussed at the BHSBC's next meeting on June 7th at 7.30 a.m. in the Homer Municipal Building Gallery. Now over to Bob.
2: Thank you, Claire. Owlet takes flight, survives, thrives. After fall from nest at Fresh Barn, Great Horned Owlet Making Significant Progress by Amy Saltzman. Birders and photographers alike have been immersed in a drama over the last month at Fresh Pond, in which a great horned owlet has been fighting for its life after the death of its sibling. In early March, a pair of great horned owls, believed to be the same pair that successfully mated in Fresh Pond last year, had two owlets they set up in another bird's nest, as great horned owls do, in the pines on the Huron Avenue side of the reservation. But just three weeks after the owlets were born, one fell from the nest and died, according to Gene Rogers, chief ranger of the Fresh Pond Reservation. A group of dedicated local birders, who act more like scientists and protectors of the forest, set up shop and kept a watchful eye on the surviving owlet. On April 12th, to their shock, the remaining owlet took a misstep during a feed and also fell from the tree. One of my photographer friends witnessed the fall and said that as the outlet fell, instant kicked in and its wings opened as a parachute. It, It made soft landing on the ground. It didn't seem hurt, said John Harrison, a Cambridge photographer who has been closely tracking the outlet. Over the following days, however, it wasn't totally clear if the outlet was uninjured. It hadn't moved much from the original landing spot, but... The parents were still feeding it during the night, said both Harrison and Rogers. Caution tape was placed to cordon off the area from residents and their dogs, keeping them at least 40 to 50 feet away from the nesting area to give the owlet a better chance of survival. (laughs) Don't mess with predators. My major focus is to protect people who interact with wild owls. They have a different sensibility, different languages than other animals. They are predators, said Rogers, so we put up tape and the bird watchers have been there faithfully every morning at 7 a.m. I've largely been able to depend on them to track the birds and keep me informed. As the days passed, the owlet grew stronger and climbed up smaller, bent trees. Just a week later, it climbed 30 feet up, not quite the height of the nest, but getting back into the nest is something it has to do on its own. Neither its parents nor rangers can help with that. And until that happens, the owlet is in danger from predators like dogs, raccoons, and coyotes, Roger said. Longer development for birds of prey. Unlike songbirds, which hatch, grow, and fly off rather quickly, owls take much longer to develop. They go through stages, learning how to navigate the world around them, one cautious step at a time, Roger said. Their first big step is walking out on the branches extending from their nest, Developing balance and strengthening their legs and talons. As the weeks pass, they'll learn to climb down the tree trunk at night to walk on the ground. Parents at this time may deliver food like a rabbit, and the owlet will learn how to shred the prey on its own. Then at sunrise, the owlet will climb back up the tree. This particular owlet was only at the branching stage, so it, a bird's gender can't usually be identified until they're adults, according to Rogers wasn't walking up and down the tree yet. But when it fell, it instinctively started to camouflage itself. And now, over the last two weeks, it has been climbing higher and higher in the trees with the hope that it will soon return to the nest.
0: On to Bob. That was a great story, Bob. Mm. New England Kids uh, Triathlon is July 15th. The 7th Annual New England Kids Triathlon will be held on July 15th at the MIT campus. Belmont kids aged 6 and older are encouraged to join the race and volunteer. There are more than 1,000 participants in this year's expect, uh, in this year as it expected to be the biggest kids triathlon in the United States. This is the fourth year a group of Belmont kids teamed up as Belmont Super will race for the net for the past 2 years Belmont Super has been the largest team at the race the team has raised over $2000 collectively for the foundation for Belmont education when participants register with the team name Belmont Super organizers will make a donation of $10 to the FBE for each participating child kids 14 and older can volunteer For each volunteer, the organizer will donate $10 to the FBE. This event can also be counted on as community service hours. To help the kids prepare for the race, the organizers offer training through the Belmont Recreation Department. There will be a total of six sessions, including two for swimming, two for biking, and two for running. And now over to Claire.
1: Thank you, Bob. Police Chief Models for Friends of the Council on Aging by Joanna Zavellas. Caldwell Bankers sponsored a fashion show at the Beach Street Center on May 9th to benefit the friends of the Belmont Council on Aging. Belmont Police Chief Richard McLaughlin and attorney and former selectman Stephen Rosales were celebrity models of designer fashions. Provided by Lord & Taylor. They were joined by many other volunteer models, including Assistant Director of the Belmont COA, Lillian Hartman, and Director of the Belmont COA, Nava Niv Vogel. Throughout the show, guests were entertained by dance performances from the Beach Street Center dance team, led by choreographer Mary Q. Cron. I think the fashion show was a smashing success. Caldwell Banker was the sole sponsor of this fundraiser to benefit the Friends of the Belmont Council on Aging. Now to Bob.
2: Thank you, Claire. Film series closes <clears throat> with Greek Cultural Experience by Ellen Gittleman. Belmont's World Film's 17th Annual International Film Series concluded on Monday, May 14th, with a Greek dinner by My Other Kitchen and Arts Specialties of Belmont and a nearly sold-out screening of Dijam, a film by Tony Gatliff, Lachmodrome, set during the aftermath of the European financial crisis on the Greek island of Lesbos, interspersed with Ribetico music, an emotionally charged storytelling and singing style that spread from poor urban communities in Greece and Turkey to the islands of the Aegean. Followed by a talk with a rebitico performance, musicians included Sanda Theodorou, the chair of the traditional Greek music department at Boston, Laikion Elendon, who specializes in traditional Greek regional music and Greek urban rebitica, Cosmos Verolanus, a rebitica guru, Rom Pendalofo, Greece, Dean Lombros, a Centauri player, originally from Lesbos, and Mark Patterson, a Baglama. This year's film series, Bound by Beliefs, ran March 18th through May 14th and featured nine films from around the world about the implications of closely held beliefs.
0: Bob? Along with my colleagues, Claire and Bob, we thank you for listening to the talking news and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of local news happenings around Belmont. Okay, 29.39.
1: Beautiful. Awesome. Beautiful.
0: Nice going. Especially
2: with all the names. Oh, the I <laughs>
0: know. Like, Holy. It, can, you I sounded glad
2: it was you, you, should, you should have been calling me up and we should practice <laughs> that on the phone. Yeah. Uh,
0: my, my God. I thought
1: that, you know, it was for Max originally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, tricky. Oh, was it ever? Yeah, you right. sound... I didn't know you were Greek, Bob.
2: I had a very good friend when I went to graduate school in England and... Um, my roommate, who was from Canada, was friends with similar people. And so he started naming them. He was so, we were meeting people from all over the world. Sure. So he said, okay, that's Schultz. That's Peter the German. <laughs> and we had a very good friend named Peter the Greek, right. Peter Karanikas, okay. who actually, I, I, we traveled okay. together. He came to I my think. wedding. I mean, we became good friends. Pete, right. He's yeah. in Hollywood, he's actually, in, in middle, this. Yeah related type business
0: actually. Is he? Yeah. Okay. I found
2: that out just by searching for him one day out of the blue. Right. We went to Morocco together in his, in his Volkswagen from London we drove to Morocco. Holy crossing God. the waters. Did you uh, get? yeah. Getting into some really wild stories. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, he used to teach me a little Greek he, because, yeah. you know, in, in Morocco, they're always begging the kids for money. Uh, they, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. this, and this is back way back when, but I mean, right. they're, they're, they're poor. Yeah. There's no yeah. about it. Right. And they're very smart, the kids, these nine year old, 10 year old oh, street urchins. Street so yeah. there were four guys, there were four of us, and so we would. We would say, get away. we try to yell at them in different languages. So I said, now, let, let me uh, do this language. Doing Ah, no, they knew it. Right. They knew it. They tried to do this. Finally, Peter the Greek was the last one to he says, oh, yeah. they won't, won't get this. Greek. And he Greek sounds so different, particularly when you say it quickly. The harshness of the the sound is just very different than other European, Indo-European languages. And they looked at him, and we walked on smiling because yeah, yeah. we could yell at them in Greek and pretend we were Greek because we... You know, you go up the next block, and there's another 10 right, kids right. Wa- wanting money.
0: Right, yeah. Holy cow, Sophia. Uh, any other English and everything else, they got right away, oh, right? Uh, uh, yeah. English,
2: they, they could distinguish right. between Eng- England English and American wow. English. And, oh, yeah, because yeah. it's a different... Uh,
0: yeah. Different dialects. Yeah, and yeah. French,
2: Spanish, remember, they're right near Spain. Exactly. And, and France Morocco. once had colonies. Morocco
0: was part of Spain, wasn't it? No, part of France,
2: no, wasn't the, it? B- No, they're both colonies, colonies of Spain exactly. and France. And right. there's still a little piece on the Mediterranean side. That's one that's internationalized, but and these French and so yeah. Spanish and, and Italian. They got too. They right. spoke some Italian. Right. I couldn't. I couldn't get rid of them. Right. They right. And they want us to hire them as guides, and we just wanted to roam around ourselves. We figured in the daylight, we're not going to get robbed. You know. Right. It, right. Yeah. it was it was a safe place then, except there was a lot of drugs being sold in. Uh, Morocco oh, yeah. back in the late 60s. People oh, God, were discovering it yeah. yeah. as, so, wow, drug haven. Yeah. But it was also well, fascinating.
0: Wasn't it the Marrakesh Express? Yeah. Wasn't that yeah. right? Yeah. Fez to, Mar- uh, Fez to uh, Marrakesh. Marrakesh, yeah. exactly. Absolutely. Right. Yeah.
2: We had one guy that was with us. He was a little older than us. He was doing us like PhD. He was finishing. So he was probably four years, five years old. us. Yeah. He was Canadian. He knew my roommate's family. So he. Um,
0: Take, care, Take care, I'll see ya. Have
2: a good one. Yeah. One day, we're in Northern, Mar- we're in Fez. It's a very nice city, Fez. And come back, and he says, I met this girl. Uh, I said, yeah, okay, nice. He said, I like her a lot. I said, oh, great. great. Uh, she was Arabic. Yeah. Um, she was, you know, yeah. Muslim, but I yeah. guess somewhat progressive as a Muslim, and this is 1968. Yeah. He says, I'm not gonna ride with you to Marrakesh. I'm getting on the train with her. And I'm going straight to a stop before where our family lives in the hills. And and we said, this guy's going to get killed. (laughs)
1: Exactly!
2: (laughs) he's out of his mind. Oh, yeah. But he he, he didn't, and he went. We eventually caught up with him. Yeah. He uh, ended up marrying her, did he? No, but he he, he was involved with her for a long time. It wasn't like a quick sexual thing. And so he met the family, and they were nice to him. And he's Canadian, so he wasn't sort of Anti-American, like, exactly. Thing, you know, it was kind yeah, of those peaceful. Canadians peaceful. Can they get away with it as long as we're behind them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we had sto- yeah. We had stories from that trip. I mean, oh, we, yeah. we we went. This is uh, kid that was following us, so we hired him for like. 40 cents for three or four hours, that's all he wanted. Right, right, right. W- and one of his things was to bring us to certain shops where his relatives, and they'd give me sure. kick-up. We weren't yeah. buying there in the soup but we were looking. Yeah. We were students, we didn't have any money, and right. finally he brings us to this drug guy, but I mean, legitimate, not right. like Shady Alley, right.
1: Bright right. Lights has yeah, an yeah. apartment, yeah. and
2: we go in there, so we t- I, I talk and I tell him, look, we wanna make a major purchase but we haven't figured out how to get it back to England yet. And we're t- sharing this information deliberately with him. And he said, well, and we say, what would you be charging for hash? What would you, and they have a type of marijuana, but they call it something different. What would you be charging for that? And he said, yeah. and he gives us samples, huge samples. Really? Yeah. Big thing of marijuana. Right. Uh, the flat brick of, of hash, He breaks off a big piece. And then he gave us something that you ate it had some yep. some kind of drug in it and yeah. and it, you had to digest it and digest, it eventually yeah. it made you, it you a high. Yeah. so we take the stuff back and we're talking we're not going back there we're heading south and we're getting away from him yeah, yeah. we didn't pay him anything for this because we told him we we're going to make a big purchase yeah. so we decide we smoke a little grass it's nice you know, nothing yep. you know fabulous I s- and, and my roommate Tori was always hungry. Always had to get his food. We hadn't eaten something yet. He says, "Let's let's have some of that thing that you eat." Oh, yeah, so yeah. we take a p- each take a piece, you yeah, know, inch and a half each, and we chew it up. It yeah. tastes a little chocolatey. We you know, yeah. wait fifteen minutes, nothing. I said, "Ah, see, this guy's trying to screw yeah. us." Yeah. Tori says, "Look, there's a pasteria down there, and he was from the French. He was from Montreal." So he spoke Frenchly. Right. He said, I'm gonna go down there and get something to eat. Why don't you meet me down there in, a, in, in ten minutes, fifteen right. minutes, or something? Like that. All right. right. He he goes out of the room, the hotel, and down the stairs. And about two minutes later, it hit us.
0: Did it really? Yeah. 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 And we were
2: like, we were like, it was very strong. You were on But because you had yeah. you had to digest, digest it, it. So yeah. Peter the Greek and I were in the room. we were like, wow, wow this, this is great. Stuff, not, yeah. not, not not hallucinating. Not right. not crazy. But right. you were really. We're sitting there talking about 45 minutes about how great this stuff is, right. and then we realize the Hopefully Tory is still out on the, the street. Thing, yeah. Right, right. So we gradually get downstairs. We walk very yeah. slowly together. We get down there. He's not there. I go, oh my God, the store is closed, right. and he isn't there. Well, yeah. look, I said, look, I'll go left. You go right, and we'll meet in like Bye. 15 to 20 week. minutes. Thank you.
0: Thank Take you. Okay. I'll see ya.
2: And so I left, he left, we, we we meet up, we looked in all the shops, we looked in the open areas, we were going in this big round arc, nothing. I said, well, either he met someone or uh, he's in a lot of trouble, but we can't go to the police because he's stoned yeah, or right, whatever, right. we can't. Yeah. So we go out to dinner, and of course we're hungry, and we have a fabulous dinner. Yeah. And about a, an hour or an hour and a half later, we go back to the hotel room, and he comes struggling in. Oh, and he's well. mad at us for eating without him. I said, What are you kidding? It's 9 30. We'll we were starved. We went right. to meet Where were you. you? I Where he were says, you? Well, I, I I, had this stuff and they were just closing. He was banging on the door and I collapsed in the doorway. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. was so, so stoked. So and right. so the um, the uh, storekeeper took uh, pity on him. And his daughter, he lived upstairs. And he got his daughter come down. And he says, Bring this guy a drink. And Help him in. They brought him into their apartment. Did they really? Yeah. Wow. Gave him some bread and water. Wow. And, uh, wow. and they were, no, he was a family guy. You yeah, know. exactly. You know, he was a baker. He wasn't right. like some robber or anything. Right, right. And, but he had, yeah. he, he said, if I hadn't, I would never have gotten home by myself. I was so dizzy. Right, right. You know, and he's yeah. sitting there. I said, exactly. well, we had a great dinner. <laughs> right. Right. <Exactly. laughs> and well. I said, and I said, tomorrow morning, because Muhammad was coming back to our Plays to bring us to the drug guy because yep. that's how we'd make his condition. I said, "Look, Muhammad says he's gonna be here at eight. I want to be out of the town at seven o'clock. Hop yes. in the hop in the Volkswagen and just get out of town. No, we, we pay the bill. No stops."